0: You're listening to The Big Show with George Rusick. Did you ever play with dudes who were super into wrestling? (laughs) Is that a
1: no? And Matty Rose. Uh, Alarm balls or or alarm bells or just a a blip on the radar here for the Cowboys?
2: I think that may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) On Sportsnet
1: 960,
0: The Fan. Hour number two the Big Show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Wall-to-wall Flames coverage for the next hour on the Big Show. The top of the next hour, Charles Davis, NFL on CBS break down the divisional round of the National Football League playoffs and look ahead to Championship Sunday. That's exciting. And uh, at 8.30-ish, we'll do our uh, lock of the day. It's back. It's back, baby. We're going we're gonna to keep a big time a big time, like the records we're going to see who's doing well and we got to throw some sort of wager on it um brent cron is our f- big show flames analyst the solution cobra as it says in the lineup <laughs> brent cron is brought to you by all kind door services limited your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at you're building your office or your home Anything that swings, <laughs> slides, or rolls—call all kind or services I for mean, all your door repair needs. I was thinking, like, hey, can, like Toronto sends out their rundowns to everybody. I was like, hey, Art, should I send my rundown note to everybody? And I'm thinking like the stuff I put in there—they don't need to see. <laughs> <laughs> you do a you do a terrific job with the yeah. rundown. I'm just gonna say you had a pretty good
1: opportunity for an alliteration with the solution snake. <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay. So, okay. Mm, that's not bad. That is that's <laughs> deadly. I love that. Way <laughs> solution. <laughs> uh We got that's my Nick. Never mind. Yeah. We right. Right. We got, uh, you know what? Never mind. Just wow. Skate. You have a solution,
0: sink yeah. one of those things you put down, like, uh, like a drain. Yeah. No, yeah. no. <laughs> maybe. One of my favorite things, a trouser or something, but I don't <laughs> yeah. remember what the, what the rest of that goes. <laughs> yeah. I, it's It's not jogging my memory yeah. right now. Trouser. Um, Brent runs in studio right now for us, uh breaking down to three. First of all, yeah. Uh, you were in good old.
2: Um, Lloyd Minster. Yes. How was that? I love that place. I yeah. do. Every, Why? I just, you know what? Nothing like, like being it.
1: in a border town.
2: <laughs> you know yeah. what? Like, you don't. Know, some days you feel like you're in Alberta. And the next day, you feel like you're in Saskatchewan. You can just, you can move. You feel like you're traveling. Okay. But I, I, <laughs> I'm a small town guy, you know? And Winkler, Manitoba. I, Winkler, Manitoba. And I like small town people, right? And Lloyd Minster, I'll be in a city. It's just nice to, you know, go into a coffee shop and, you know, the server there is just like, you know, hey, you know, out back. Having a dart wheels back in. You want another cup of coffee, hun, or stuff, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. You, you know it's cozy. It's Sugar. cozy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I, are you I, talking I, about? You like
0: small town people. You literally said you were bullied out of not being able to watch the Flames game. Well, they fine. essentially just shoved you out of the place you
2: were in. You but that's what? part of the charm. That's part of the charm. I'm not. Okay. I'm not local there. You're right. I, you know, I'm not local there, and they could they could spot me. You know, I was wearing a hoodie and a hat that said Alberta Hockey on it. Right, like I was trying to fit in. Yeah. Um, but you know, even too, when I checked in. <laughs> The, the, the gal behind the counter, very sweet lady, very uh-huh. sweet. She goes, goes, oh, hi, you're back. We're so happy to have you back. I'm like, have you changed the rules on the water slide button yet for 5 p.m.? <laughs> yep. And she goes, no, I haven't. And I said, all right then, fine. <laughs> and I just took my, my, my pass to my room and my little coupon code for breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I beetled off. And uh, I, had, uh, I just love it. You know. And then I, I went through Wainwright. And obviously, I have uh, several people I didn't know. That we're from Wainwright or grew up in the surrounding area. Reach out. We're reaching out saying yeah.
0: we got the plane museum there in Wainwright.
2: Obviously. Yeah. Right. That's why I was going through there. <laughs> and uh anyway, you know, people just they listen and they text in and say, Hey, you know, my my old man's from there. And I grew up there and I was I'm from a town just a little ways away. And I'm like, This is pretty cool. You know, <laughs> and I'm getting grilled by Frank Zeravali about like that I'm actually from Lloyd. So he's like, How about this? And I'm like, Well, I'm not from here. I'm just a tourist. <laughs> yeah. I'm a tourist in a small town. Um, I think it's
0: uh Again, we do this little show, and we have this little bubble, and then you kind of forget that people actually listen. Yeah. Like, surprisingly enough. Yep. Um, and then, like, you get all these text messages from all these people who listen to your hits, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from there, and I, I think that's kind of cool.
2: It's awesome. It warms my heart. It is very, very heartwarming. Then I stopped over in Coronation, saw a guy there for a little mm. bit. I, Coronation bar- Street? <laughs> <laughs> no. the most boring. show. <laughs> Oh, i don't know i know i don't know i, know it, I, don't know. I can't mash. do the coronation. you were no, doing no, the mash no. i can't I, right away i go <laughs> <laughs> right away right away i revert to my mash yeah, thing I did know. you hear my didgeridoo <laughs> no
0: i do a didgeridoo now we do an australian open okay. and i do it with my mouth please play it for him uh gvp do you have it <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's not bad it's not bad yeah. that's not bad I feel like I'm in the outback. You yes. want to hear a real didgeridoo? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Do you
1: see how close they are?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which one's George?
0: <laughs> I can't I, tell. Can't you
2: yeah. you
1: got to get the pop, though. He's got a little bit of a
0: pop.
2: Seems <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Not Thank bad. you. Not bad. And then... Uh... <laughs> that just puts, it just stops you in your tracks no Yeah, it what does. you're doing, eh? It's and, a very
0: sensual instrument. It really is. I think the most sensual instrument though was the harp. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful.
2: Yeah. You straddle that thing and get behind and just start (laughs) plucking those strings. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of strings. Yes. So I was at the zoo in Omaha one year, Mm -hmm. and I was in this. uh, I was taking a picture back when you know the the little phones started having cameras on. They were terrible quality, but at the time you didn't know. Very Mm. pixelated. Yes. So I had a small little Nokia phone. Yep. And this lemur is in a cage. Well, it's a beautiful cage. It's like a mansion. It's not a cage. It's a mansion. The guys live in the high life. Yep. And instead of behind glass or, you know, there's a, you just, you can't get out of a fence. It was basically guitar strings, right? That were coming down. Oh, okay. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Oh. And as I was uh, reaching to take the photo, I was getting so close because there's no zoom. The only zoom you had on those cameras was if you just put it right in somebody's face. Manual. So read, it was manual zoom. And as I'm trying to get a photo of this lemur to send back to my family... His little hands grabbed my phone and took it. What? Yes. And he had, see it's soft little padded hands, and it was, it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. He, 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 couldn't pull it through the guitar string, but he pulled it out of my hands and it dropped. And I looking at this lemur and he's looking at me. And they got big eyes too, right? Like they've yeah. got, like you talk about a horse eye. Lemurs have for the size of their body. Yeah, have sizable eyes. Yeah, and like he's looking an owl. right at me and he's like, "I got you, buddy." You and I'm like. I am might have to jump in here. I am have to. I might <laughs> have to handle my business. Nobody touches my phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I look like, at this. So you almost f- fought a lemur. I almost fought a lemur.
0: Like it, the only way to fight a lemur would probably be just a headbutt. Well, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea what a lemur looks
2: like. They have long tails. I think they're not the biggest. They're really lanky and they're agile. Like are yeah. agile. But
0: give me an animal that's comparable to a lemur. The a mongoose, like
2: kind of like an, a. <laughs> A, okay,
0: mongoose. a mongoose? No <laughs> hell. Because, That's, because who doesn't have a mongoose? kind of yeah, like. A, uh, perhaps fight like like off all those. Cobras. Like a little baby like orangutan. Oh, like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what those things are. Those eyes look Zabuma. into your soul. Yes, yes. right. Great oh poem. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was so, attacked. I was attacked by an ostrich too in San Antonio, going through the wildlife park too. Just so you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Zabu. Land. Okay. Well, you can't.
2: <laughs> Like it's we're we're
0: ten minutes in. We haven't talked one second about the flames. But then you tell me a story about how you've been talked to by an ostrich. Yes. Like I have to ask you about it. But also, did you go on the damn water slide in Lloyd Minster? No! I didn't have time. I didn't. I didn't. I got God. You know what
2: happened? You want? Know wanted he, I wanted audio of you talking to us while you were going down the slide. You know what next time? I, I came in my whole plan was my whole trip was was cut short because of poor road conditions, I left late, yeah, I got there late, I left mm-hmm. it just it was chaotic all right, give us the ostrich story, all right well there's a wildlife park in between San Antonio and uh, <laughs> another little town, just south uh-huh. I forget what it's called it's got great outlets there, mm-hmm. and uh, San Marcos, I think anyway as uh as, as, as it would as it were, we're in this wildlife park with the family you can you can you know pay per axle and you can buy pellets, and there's like you know Zebras and Buffalo. It's a safari. Yeah, exactly. It's wow. like you so you're driving through and you, you go to very low speed, right? You're not flying through there. You're just looking Hopefully. at all the animals. And there's pellets. You know, you can, and and the guy goes, he goes, Hey, uh, those zebras, you know, they can be a little aggressive, they'll bite your mirrors. So, you know, be careful with that. I'm like, well, this doesn't sound great. And then he's like... Well, a zebra's going to bite your yeah, ears. Yeah, they're jerks. They're like donkeys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just want to chew yeah. on something. They're goats. Why are zebras so <laughs> aggressive? I don't know. And then they just lie there while a lion just tears up their carcass. Right, and while they're, anyway. while they're awake. And, yeah. uh, and so anyway, you know, I'm, we're throwing, we're, we're spreading it around. You know what I mean? Some for the buffaloes, some for the zebras. And then, yeah. you know, another undesirable animal, maybe a, I don't know, whatever, walks through. and Like, hey, how about me? And then there's just a big mm. feed. Outside, yeah. and then there's this little ostrich that I'm doing motions right now, but you know, you know what an ostrich looks like, right? Yeah. It, it can't fly, but it's, it's huge. Yeah, well, they're, they're big wings for something that can't huge fly. Monster, yeah. monster thighs on them. Always ratchet, too. And, like, uh, have a shower, the little comb wouldn't hurt. They're a disaster. They're an absolute disaster of a bird, avian, right? And so they, they, were, they were sitting here, and he's, he's flapping his wings a little bit, and we've all seen Jurassic Park. And you know when the T Rex lowers his face, and all you can see is the eye mm-hmm. in that Jeep? And the kids see it, and then it, it dilates. And he came down from the side, and my window's open. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, well, it's a... ostriches have no teeth. What am I going <laughs> to do here? And their, and their beak is very, it's blunt. It's not sharp. It's not yeah. peccary. You're pecking. It's not sharp. Right? Yeah, anyway, okay. Yeah. Cole, can you say peccary again? <laughs> <more>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a word. Peccary's a pig. Yeah, yeah it is, actually. <laughs> very, very uh, <laughs> hognose. Um, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Anyway, this bird sticks his head into the... Bag of feed that I have and starts going to town. Oh. Purr, rur, 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 rur. yeah. So I'm like, like a zombie. Yes. So I slapped it inside of the head with my open <laughs> hand. I slapped it and I grabbed it by the neck and I'm popping it on the top of the head. And all you can see is the bird just flapping away like this with his head in my truck. And so I rolled out my window and I pushed his head out the window and carried on my trip. So, so you gave a head slap yes, to an ostrich. To an ostrich. <laughs> But he couldn't get me with those talons, though, right? Because the door was yeah. there. He couldn't jump on me or do anything. You can't fly. You can't fly. He's not used to being, uh, people wow. standing up for themselves. i just imagining a vehicle behind you, watch this ostrich <laughs> put his head into the vehicle and then start panicking you know what? and flapping its wings. You know what came through my mind at that time? I yep. wanted to roll the window up on his head and punch it, is what I wanted to do. So I'd go 100 kilometers an hour and drag that ostrich out of the park. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because he scared yep. the crap out of my kids. Scared the crap out of me.
1: I was in full defense mode. I think that you would have had to put together a pretty good defense if you would just dragged that ostrich through the park. <laughs> I'd be in jail. Well, with
0: lawyers and <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. Hmm. Um that that reminds me of uh, the beautiful um amusement park in back home. I'm not going to mention it because they do sponsor like mm-hmm. uh, on the radio station and th- the big one we have in Toronto. Uh-huh. And um in elementary school we went into the deer cage and Ooh. this was uh May and it was mating season and some of the antlers are just like flying through their head and the blood's coming out. And this one kid beside me had his lunch. The deer literally tackled him yep. and started eating his lunch. Like pushed him down and started eating his lunch. Yeah. This is this is the type of amusement park. You know what they had for fish? What? Exotic carp. <laughs> wow. Carp was yeah. swimming. And my favorite part of this amusement park. Yeah. Because everyone loves it. Um, they have a bear cage. Yeah. So the bears just sit at the bottom, and you know what? You feed the bears. You go put money in. Marshmallows. (laughs) marshmallows <laughs> if there's one thing a bear one needs to eat on the regular is yeah, marshmallows yeah. and they're just sitting there and they're like just throw the damn thing in my mouth yeah because I don't want to move
2: I don't care anymore yeah I'm done. I have no will to live here <laughs> yeah. eating marshmallows
0: yeah. my blood sugar is way too high <laughs> yeah you go, you're going to the zoo to get the wheels beat off you by a deer and your lunch <laughs> stolen yeah and then you're looking yeah. at beautiful carp <laughs> yeah and then you're then you're just chucking mini marshmallows at bears it was a great experience invasive carp. All right. Um, let's get, Flames let's get lose to it. There's the great transition to the Flames yeah. game. I just want to get your opinion. Flames lose 3 1 of the Oilers in the Battle of Alberta. Your thoughts on the
2: Oilers fans at the game on Saturday night? You knew it was coming. It happens every time. You know, and and as much as I don't like it, mm. it it it's not the same thing as the Leafs coming into the building and cheering for their team. Why is that? Because, because these are Albertans? Yes. And and there's okay. a rival there's a rivalry there. Well, there's a lot of Albertans who were leafing. And the
0: Oilers were cruising
2: in. Yeah. yeah. And and I just I have don't I mean it bothers me it irritates me you knew it. it's almost embarrassing to a certain degree that uh, they're they're that vocal in a in a Scotiabank saddle hmm because you know the, the Flames fans do try to get it going at uh, Rogers Center up at Edmonton but I don't think it has the same effect well you there know? was a go, go Oilers chant a... going on and then the Flames fans would go Oilers suck yes yeah, that's oh, that a staple. That's and, a classic. that has been there for a while. I, and I, you can hear it on TV because I didn't go to the yep. game. Mm-hmm. And I love that stuff because the fans are going back and forth, right? Um, it was a
1: big contingent of Oilers fans there. Monster. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, that's... As far as two clubs to come in back yeah. to
2: back and to lose them both, is there any worse? Yeah. Is there any know. worse combo? I don't know. You know what? You know what? Is it the Blues tomorrow night? Yep. They might get they might get a, might get a, a hate beaten tomorrow night, you know.
0: Just like they're just gonna catch the brunt of it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's like an ostrich trying to steal your feet out right. of your trunk. <laughs> you know what? Every time you I see an ostrich slap now, slap in the head. <laughs> yeah, which is never. But every right. time I see an ostrich now. I right away just want to go on the offense. Okay. I want to eat his lunch is what I want to do. You know when it comes to ostriches, yeah. the best defense is a good <laughs> offense. <laughs> yeah. It sure is. But you let that thing right? push you around. Because they're, they're not expecting
0: it. Um, how good was Dan Vladar in that first period? He was great in the entire game, but in the first period he was spectacular.
2: You said it 60 minutes. You know what? Vladar and Kelly Rudy said it too. It was a 60-minute effort from Vladar. He's, been, he's played good periods. He's played great periods. Mm. And there's always been a, a, a let off or a, a squeaker that's like, ah. Ugh, we need that one, right? This game was a statement game for, 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 for Vladar. Um, I said it Friday. I'd like, I would like to have seen Wolf in the net. Yeah, I still think that way. Mm-hmm. But for Vladar to be put in there and do as well as he did, like that first period, the Oilers' speed just took over the Flames. They weren't ready for it at the start. They weren't. And Vladar, those three saves he made right off cool. the bat, you're like, what is, holy smokes, it could have been 3-0 right off the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, that save on Brown, was that, was that him or was that just shot at him? Well, it was both. But his arm was still there. Like, it looked to me like it was going to go wide mm. or like you know, shot, shot through. But you can't take that away from him because that was like... Spectacular. A spectacular save. It was a right-handed shot. He's shooting across body. It's kind of in his feet. Like, if he's a left-handed shot, that's pretty much in the net. But that's not what we're discussing here today. Regardless, it shows you the, 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 the commitment... And the the just athleticism of Ladar, too, right? Like, he's a big, lanky goalie. Yeah. And he's tremendously athletic. And I just liked his compete the whole game. He was making, he was making a, um, root, or difficult saves look routine, which is what I... That second period, too, even just a, a simple snapshot from the top of, top of the, the circle. Glove save, pops out, here you go, gets up, moves over. Yeah. He looked pretty calm. He looked energized, but he looked confident in a game that's got a ton of eyes on you and you know the Oilers are coming in and they're, they're we've all we have all heard is their their winning streak and what they're able to accomplish. I thought it was great for her, for Vladar's confidence. I really did cuz this is a big game. He Skinner was good on the other end too. Like he wasn't nearly a, he didn't have nearly the uh, quality chances to contend with that Vladar did plus the firepower. But uh, that was one of my big takeaways was Vladar's 60 minute effort and the Flames keeping dry side and and McDavid off the score sheet, which doesn't happen. No, it doesn't.
0: Um, how important is it that he was still really rock solid after letting in that fluky goal? Yeah,
2: I, I, and he, he didn't. Would that, would that have broken you back it, in no, the day? No, not a chance. Okay. That happened to me all the time. I was, okay. It's like a regular Tuesday evening, right? Okay. But uh, In uh, Rockford. <laughs> in Rockford or yeah. where, or wherever, Peoria, right? Sure. Um, but no, he, he just looked a lot more composed. You know, he was, he was dialed in. Nothing was bothering him. Um. And he kind of got a little, little he's a little chippy too. He likes to get in the mix or at least give a shot or come over and say, Who was he, who was he jawing with towards a bench in a TV timeout in the third period? You could see him kind of going back and forth with somebody. I forget. I, I had it written down, but whatever. Um, but it was just nice to see how, how confident he was. He was, he was, uh, he, was um, he was just strong and he was big and he gave them a chance to win. Right off the bat, that game could have been over, right? Like the first period. Yeah. That game could have been done. And, uh, and you need your goalie to just, steal you a game or keep you in a game and and I thought he uh, I thought he did great
1: Matt Coronado got that spot with the Nazem Kadri on the right side both you and I had thought maybe AJ Greer could be a nice little fit on that side I thought that line itself and, and Ryan Husky had echoed the sentiment was relatively ineffective mm-hmm. yesterday uh, the Lindholm line big step back for that group as well um, but I guess maybe a thought on just some of the forward groups and, and where you saw the drop-off from what we'd seen lately while the team was winning four in a row.
2: You know, I I thought Zari's game wasn't that great Saturday night. He he made a, there's a lot of giveaways. You know, that, that before that second, or before that first goal from the Flames, he had the puck twice on his stick. He couldn't get in on the first play, and they lost the puck at the blue line on the second play, and, I, and usually when that happens, you could see him, he's, you know, his eyes went to the jumbo yeah. as he back-checks, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Here's an Oilers goal. I think it was Nugent Hopkins that Sent that float backhander onto Weegar's hand, and then they just come right back. Right, it was yeah. a, it was it was a, a sequence of giveaways on both sides. Um, I think <clears throat> with with uh, you know Lindholm was a minus three. That whole line was. Right? Yeah, Sharon Govich
1: kind of shrunk in the big game kind of moment. Sure, that was back to the old Sharon Govich we'd seen yeah, earlier.
2: It's a big stage, and the and the Oilers' speed intimidates you. Like oh. it, it, they are so fast, and and then Drysaitl may be or he is the the strongest man on the puck in the National Hockey League ridiculous it is just that man with that giant paddle oh, too oh man it's unbelievable and 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 he was both ends of the ice you could yes. see you could see McDavid flying around the whole game but Drysdale mm. would backcheck he was all full 200 foot game
1: that was my biggest thing the defensively i was like hey if 97 and 29 are going to play defense now then yes. we're all sewered.
2: well and that's the thing it's like now, you know, you were waiting for Dreisaitl and McDavid to score, you know, eight points and beat a team 8-7 because they couldn't mix in a save or their, their D were terrible. And now it's like,
0: it's, well, it's
2: like, hey, Connor,
0: how about instead of scoring 160 <laughs> points, you <laughs> score 130 and you back check? How about that?
2: <laughs> how about that? <laughs> right? Mix them in. You're right? still going to win the scoring <laughs> title. You're still the best player in the league. How about you help us out on our end? You know, and, and Matthias Ekholm was pretty solid back. He looked he, fast he, for he some reason. He was getting chances too from the back end coming, and Vladar stymied him a handful of times. Um, but uh, yeah, the forward group, you know, it took him a little little bit, right? Well, it, I wasn't too overly impressed. I, I, was, I didn't like to see them put Coronado in that second line. I think the way that that line works is not very Coronado-esque. You know, he's mm-hmm. got a shot. He's more of a... Uh, what I dare I say finisher, but he's got that bomb that you want to set him up for, yeah. and and a guy like Kadri and a guy like, uh, um, well, obviously Pospisil wasn't there. Sorry on the Zari other Zari side. on their side. Like they're they're gritty. They they have skill, but they grind. They get into the mix, and from what I've seen of Coronado in the mer- in the, in the minors too, he's not necessarily that mm-hmm. that type of player. I uh, wanted to ask you guys this question
0: um, about uh, Coronado. When I watched him on Saturday night, I did notice something. Do you think Cron will get your opinion first and get Maddie's? Do you think he's having a little bit of difficulty because he's doing well in the American Hockey League, but the strength in the NHL, is he having a little issues yes. with that? Because I think he's getting knocked off the puck maybe a little too easy for a guy who maybe shouldn't be. And he's not a small dude, but I'm just saying I think he's... Well, str- he's not big. He's no, like 5'10", which is yeah. pretty small. Yeah, but like I just feel like
2: he's having difficulties with the strength. With that, but also, too, he's used to being in situations where he, he can dominate, too, right? Coming from from yeah. college hockey, and then playing a little bit in the American League, where mm-hmm. guys are still trying to figure it out. Um, he's used to being able to beat guys one on one more often than not, or make the right play. Or the game's a tad bit slower too, where he's got that extra second to decide. He's got to get his feet moving, right? Like that's the, that's the big thing. Yes, they're big, they're fast, they're coming at you. And his mindset is, "Oh, I can beat you, I can beat you." But you got to get moving if that's the case. And they are stronger. And he's and now when your your time is eliminated. And you're used to beating guys. Your your battle, your compete, you gotta figure that stuff out. And I believe he will, but you're hundred percent right. He looks a step behind and he's 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 getting uh, beaten to pucks yeah. and he's getting uh, pucks stolen from him more often than I'd like to see.
1: There was multiple battles along the boards that he lost just because he's not as strong as the other guys. Yep. It wasn't necessarily he had bad positioning or anything like that. They would just come up, press him against the boards, eliminate anything that he had, and then someone else would come in and take it away. Yep. And it looked way too easy. It's one of the things that even watching him down at the AHL level, the guy scores essentially at will down there for sure. He can stick handle in a phone booth, and he makes a lot of defensemen look silly at that level. But you Get into the NHL level, and this is one of the things with Jordan Osterley, where I think in the AHL he's an excellent defenseman, but the guys are that much bigger in the NHL that even Osterly has trouble handling anybody who's an average NHL size in front of the net, because he's just undersized. Yeah. Now, Coronado, 20 years old, as he continues to grow and he continues to add more muscle... I think that's something he's going to be able to to work through. This is a guy who is known as the Bison. He's typically been stronger than the other players at his age level, yeah. but he's 20 and he's playing against men and he's having trouble when he's up in the top six. One thing I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, Kron, is if you're going to swap the lines up a little bit, maybe you do put Greer on that Cadre line because the other thing... that. You, I I don't love Kadri with Coronado's because Kadri shoots everything that gets on his stick, and that just means it's less opportunities for Coronado to have puck touches. Coronado's played with Adam Klapka in the AHL before, and they've had some success. Why not? Because if it's going to be Razichka on your fourth line, that's not a gritty fourth line, why don't you try and put a little bit of skill down there for the nine minutes a night that they're going to get? Because is your only option at this point with Dylan Dubé away from the team right now. Yikes. And... You go with Klapka, Ruzichka, and Coronado on the bottom, and you give Greer a little bit of a bump just because I think he fits the mold of the Kadri line a little bit more.
2: I love that idea. Thank you. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't have to break that one down. You and I were on the same page there on Friday that they should put Greer up there. I think he complements that line the way they want to play the game a lot more. They're, they're a lot. That second line with Zarya. How and... about that hit on Sam? Oh, Bonnier. man, oh, yeah, that was. Like a... He destroyed him. That Art. Was, that was a that was a dump truck just basically running over yeah. like a, a, a picket fence. That's one right? of those when you're standing on top of him, you go, "Who's your daddy?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could feel because it was heavy too. Like you could just, oh, yeah. it, you oh, could yeah. feel that on the, TV uh, from the Ganya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah you yeah. could
1: watch his mouth guard <laughs> fly out of his mouth <laughs> oh, and yeah. bring off the <laughs> back <laughs> boards. It was I mean. incredible. And
2: that you know Ganya got back up.
1: Right? He did. He right? right? scored the game and, winner. And, and you
2: know what? And it was a good hit. To an old school player, he got smoked, he realized he was like, oh boy, I'm going to get it, and it gets back up in the carry and Nobody's fighting, nobody's... No scrap. No scrap, nobody's yep. losing. That's a clean hit. And, and just to put a
0: little bow on the Coronado conversation here, like strength, and I think his skating needs to improve yes, a little it does. bit, but those are two things that you can improve upon, mm-hmm. strength and skating at the NHL level, especially when he's a young guy like that. Well,
2: 20 years old, there's there's tons. He's yeah. got the tools, right? Yeah. 100%. And a game like this, too, you sit there and like, I get to play against McDavid and Dreisaitl right tonight. Like, if you wanted, a, uh, I mean, a benchmark is to you know just sit there and you're you know one of your biggest games, your National Hockey League career, and you get to suit up against McDavid and Drysaddle, and like you can sit there and while you're playing the game, you get to watch these guys fly. That's a that's a, it's a huge learning tool as well.
1: That was also kind of. Another reason why I was a little disappointed in that line is because it was a lot of watching McDavid and Dreisaitl, yeah. right? The Lindholm oh, yeah. line and the Backland line got a lot of that matchups against those two. Now, they play 23 minutes a night, so you're going to get out there in some instances where you get caught. But they were essentially against the third line, the Kadri line, for a lot of the night. And they weren't able to make hay against what we've kind of ripped on a, a bottom six for the Oilers. It hasn't been outstanding. Yeah. Obviously, thirteen wins now. It's looking a lot better for him, and they just added Corey Perry too. <laughs> oh, I know. We'll talk to that.
2: We'll talk yeah. about that after the break. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, you know, and and even just this, the, the stretch passes the others were able to make from you know
1: they were getting through the neutral zone so, with such speed, especially so in
2: the first, especially in the first. But too against you know uh, the third pairing D too, right? You just you see it a lot. You'd see. Their 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 name plates a lot skating backwards. They, you know, Gilbert made a great play there to to, to back check and lift the stick. I think. Yep. I mean, that was awesome. That's pure.
1: It was good to see him back in.
2: A hundred percent. I mean, he. I was really happy to see him back there. But you know, uh, with that with that pairing, I mean, he obviously he's the best out of the three when it comes to Desimone and Osterley. He's yep. Gilbert is, and, needs to be back And there. I think he does a great job of picking his spots physically. Yes. When to make that hit. Yeah. I, he doesn't throw himself
0: out yeah. of the play like Nikita Zadorov would yep. by trying to throw a monster hit. I feel like he uses his size and his physicality in the right yeah. spots.
1: He doesn't have the same physicality, right? He's not the same size as Zadorov. Right. So if he misses, he misses. Like if Zadorov yeah. misses, he's probably still
0: going to get a bit of you. Right. Um. We got a break. All right. We'll talk about the Corey Perry thing. Mm hmm. We'll talk about Patrick Waugh getting hired with the Islanders. Oh, yeah. And I want to get your opinion on the weak dog, Mackenzie Weeger. Yes. I want to ask you a Jonathan Quick as well. Okay. Yes. We'll do all of that next. That's the big show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron. The, um, solution, the snake. solution snake. The solution snake. The big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. Hey, are you going to tell us another story about beating up an animal or no? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm okay. done. I'm done all now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour. Mr. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS analyst, break down the divisional round of the National Football League playoffs and look ahead to Championship Sunday. But still in studio, the Solution Snake, a.k.a. the Solution Cobra, Mr. Brent (laughs) Braun, our Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of all kind to our services. On the uh, Flames, 3-1 loss to the Oilers on Saturday night in the battle of alberta your thoughts on the kits from the two teams i know you like kits
2: yeah i hate that word um, i know you do that's what i said it. I know it drives me insane i want to make sure people know that i'm okay. very very much against it yep. um skinner's equipment <laughs> was awesome I, was. Me- I grew up watching grant fear yep and that gear was unbelievable the yep. orange the yep. dnr yep. right i uh I was like, you know, I would never own a pair because it was Oilers colors. I was a big Flames fan when I was a kid, so I could never cross that line. But I was like, Mike, well done, Stuart Skinner. Yeah, well good. done. Like that, even if you would have got eight, let you know, pumped on him. You know, look good, feel good, sometimes play good, right? Like he just, he just, it was <sighs> you know awesome. said that, right? Pardon me? It's uh,
0: look good, play good play good pay good pay good live good <laughs> oh, Deion go. sanders said that oh wow no okay. but brent's is different
2: what was oh, yours yeah. yours is
0: different this is a brentism
2: yeah
1: look good play good look, look good
2: feel good play good but sometimes play good yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like the abbreviation in there play That's good true. sometimes Sounds like you ripped it off from Deion sanders. <laughs> yeah.
0: but um that was uh again the kit was nice
2: yeah um, oh man it i think awesome. i think
0: seeing those uh sweaters in the actual arena Awful. I think the Flames ones were nice, though.
2: Oh, wait, Flames, yeah. The, the yeah, Oilers the ones? The Oilers ones, not. No. Because, no. I mean, when I was at the Heritage no Classic. For me, dog, in the words of Randy Jackson. I was 900 miles away, up in the top rafters, yep. with, with the military, with snipers up there, right? Yep. And I couldn't really see, and I like, oh, these kind of look okay. I like the whatever brown. They're shiny brown pants. I you know? did like those. But that jersey was not good. You know, I don't know what they were trying to do there, but the... The flames ones were so nice that my son had to get a sweater that was of that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you. Yeah, do you put a number on it? Come on, no, can't put a number on it. It's a sweater. It's like not a hockey jersey. Like it's oh, he got the like sweater and hoodie. the theme. Yeah, with the hoodie. Yeah, uh, some people say sweater when they. Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry. Well, yeah. it, well we're still again. We Americanize
0: the game it's, it's actually a sweater that they wear on the ice Not a jersey Jerseys where the devils play And it's a dressing room Yeah, it is It is absolutely a dressing room It drives me bananas that we continually on this station say locker room It's not we'll a locker s- room. No, it's dressing room It is a dressing room yes. Stop Americanizing our game Yeah. Who cares I care. I'm, you know I'm passionate about these types of things because I'm a weirdo. little things. Yeah, yeah. it is It is about the little things. It's, the little things are important in life. That's <laughs> all uh, we got, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mackenzie Weeger, the weak dog, uh, being on the number one power play. Yeah. Got a lot of swag, a lot of confidence. Scored that nice goal. Did, did that ever. little dipsy doodle between the legs and got stopped on the back end. But your thoughts on him being on the number one PP unit?
2: You know what? Uh,
0: he is all over the ice, eh? <laughs> you know?
1: Bit of a rover.
0: Yeah. You know, uh They used to have that position in the early nineteen hundreds. It was the sixth guy <laughs> yeah, on the ice, the rover. And uh, of course, the seventh guy. guy of the coming ice. back, baby. You they know, should bring that back. The he, rover.
2: He started that that goal they got too, right? Like he just comes yep. flying in there. He, he he goes center field, grabs the puck or, or grabs the puck out of the air, throws it down on a stick, passes it up, drives the net. Like it's exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and when he's on the ice, he's not afraid to make moves. He's I mean that that little dipsy doodle backhand that you know, Skinner was able to stymie, was a, was a slippery little move.
1: I like that he's always got the one-timer ready when he plays with Raz and yeah. he's on his offside. <laughs> yeah. And he's just always got it going from the left point. Everything that
2: comes his way, just fire Bomb. this thing on net. Bomb. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you want guys with confidence, and he's got a lot of it. Yep. Throw him on the power play. He's not the the, the prettiest guy to watch back there, right? He's... It's choppy at times. It's not smooth, but that does, it doesn't have to be, right? You know, we can critique, you know, style all we want. Um, definitely creates chances, and I, I don't mind it. I don't. I try it, because the guy... has got 10 goals. That's what I mean, right? And he, and he pinches, and he's, his pinches haven't been terrible either, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the way those two operate with Anderson and him, I mean, I think they got a lot of trust between the, like the, the, the pairing there, too. I don't mind it. He makes me. He makes my heart skip beat every time it's in the blue line stick handling. Like I want to, as a goalie, I'm like, <gasps> oh, 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 put whoo. that down. Oh. You know, and, and you know some of those passes that he just gets like right under the blade, and it's like if the guy would just put his stick down, he'd be gone, going the other way. And he's on his off offside, <laughs> oh, so he's always you know, taking on the backhand. You know, and you're like, oh. No. And I'd love to give just like an open minded analysis of of the overall why they put him there. And for me, it's just I can just see myself. Being in net, watching him, you know, straddle that blue line and yep. pull it over. like, no! Ah! Oh, we scored! Yeah! Woo! You know what I mean? It's just like you got to get ready for a, for something coming back at you. But, uh, you know, that's the confident player. And he's he's a... no, def- Definitely got a lot of confidence. Yeah. Exuding. Exuding. Confidence. I thought the Flames are a little
0: unlucky on Saturday For sure. Night. Like, again, the power play has been better. And I think Huberto's a big... Big part of that, the Sharon Govich's stick exploding on that beautiful Huberto pass. That was probably going to be in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. But at times, like in a, in a game that was so close and so much emotion and energy in the building, sometimes you just got to score on your power play for to sure. tie the game. And the Flames didn't. No, and that was disappointing. But again, the power play has been better. But these last two losses, yeah, it, it, it's tough to lose those two games in in a, in a building where half it felt like half the arena was cheering for the other team. And that's disheartening uh, if you're the Calgary Flames, but it is what it is. And uh, you have three games coming up against opponents that you can beat, and they're going to come into this massive long break coming up where they don't play in like 10 days. (laughs) So these three games are important coming up for the Calgary Flames. You want to have that positive mindset heading into this break and then potentially um, challenge for a playoff spot. The Oilers have won 13 straight. I know they got four games at hand on the Flames. Flames just six points back of the Flames. But mind you, it could be 12 yeah. or 14 uh, by the break. Who knows the way the Oilers are going. But uh, these three games are important starting tomorrow against the Blues. Um, lots of news around the NHL. Uh, lots of interesting stuff. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Corey Perry. It's going to be apparently official today that he's going to be uh, signing with the Oilers. Maddie hates it because it's a good move by them.
2: Yeah, well, I think everybody, you know, south of Airdrie probably doesn't like that move. Um from just a pure hockey standpoint, It's, I th- it's unbelievable. It's such, you know how they are. Like, <laughs> I didn't even look at cap friendly. How they do they, they have space, obviously, to do it. They're going to sign him, right? He's probably I, signing for the league men. Yeah, for sure. Um, Which is prorated now it's because like, we're already in January. He's signing for eight bucks, and he gets yeah. to play with you know a with, fin. <laughs> yeah, and he gets yeah, per diem. Like, right? He's yeah. jacked about getting per diem and flying on uh, a private jet. But you know they, the the Oilers picked. It's it's crazy how this team. Can just pick the Evander Kane too. You know, he, he just came by in a bad situation and gets picked up by the Oilers, and that's a great move. And now Corey gets, you know, dumped by the Blackhawks and then just jumps into the Oilers' train. And, you know, it just all this stuff is just kind of seemingly coming to, together. And I don't know, uh it just it's it's a great move. And and I like I love Corey Perry. I I really do because he's just such a hateful per- type. I'm saying like they both they have Kane and Perry. I know, just team. guys you just despise, yeah. right? um gritty players that can pull your team into a fight cory perry's obviously a, a winner he's got he's been around for a long time got playoff success we saw him here in anaheim just just getting under everybody's skin yep and he's just a, he's a giant rat is what he is and and there's many si- different sizes of a rat he is the biggest rat he's and a now New york rat. he's a new york rat right and now he's up the road and stealing old, a piece he's that deer kid. at the zoo that you went to where he would <laughs> right. beat kids up and just steal their tackled lunch my yeah. buddy right beside him because he had a bag lunch in his right? hand <laughs> and uh and now you just you know the the Oilers are humming and uh this just makes them all that more formidable uh it's true it's a really nice signing
0: um by then um Patrick Waugh yeah all of a sudden out of left field Lou Lamorello what the hell happened there <laughs> They name him as their next head coach. Nobody saw that coming. No. Like eventually, like a lot of a lot of like rumors that Patrick Wash should be back in the NHL. And what else do you have to do? He's won another Mem Cup with the um, Ramparts. A and Rampart. it's like, hey, get, get, get in there and get back into the NHL. But the Islanders, really? I know. I thought it was a little weird. It's the Islanders. You know. Like I don't want to despair. I, I get they have a history that's over 40 years old. And I get it. And they won all these cups. Blah, blah, blah.
2: The Islanders Patrick Watt, wow, really uh, just feels weird. It, it feels super weird. Seeing him in that uh you know that uh track suit, the orange and blue track Whoa, he's suit.
0: He's banging his stick oh,
2: on the yelling ice at guys yelling. And, and they and they win yesterday against a good Dallas team in overtime Horvat gets the goal and you know they the the Islanders are a good team. That Sorokin is I love him. He's awesome. But they just keep getting they kind of take two steps forward, two steps you know it just they don't really seem like to get the opposite to track yeah. the Paul Abdul song. <laughs> <laughs> take two steps forward, I take two steps back. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. actually, yeah. Um, and now you got old Patty Waugh, potentially. You yeah. know, you're your hero. You he, was, he, was my, he was my number one right. growing up. And I, uh, I cried the day you got traded. <laughs> I know you did. It's a sad Stupid day.
0: Stupid Rajon oh, Fool, oh. passenger on those 1970s Stanley Cup teams. Oh, we can't have you in the organization. We yeah. have to trade okay. you right away yeah. with Mario Trombley as a mm-hmm. head coach. And what do they get? Andre Kovalenko. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, Jocelyn Tebow is going to be the next one. Valerie Kamensky. No, let's not trade for Valerie Kamensky. Let's get Martin Rychinski instead. Jesus, Rajon Fool. All right, sorry, go ahead. Wasn't
2: it Wasn't uh, Mike Vernon also responsible for some of that? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Thanks, Vernie. Um, Vernie. Yeah. Just yeah, had a, should, just had get a, get a little chat. It. Yeah. Just I had a little him, chat. Like, Are you Are we serious right now? <laughs> yeah.
0: Just chatted with Patty Watt, yeah. Maureen Skate. Yeah. Hey, you should get traded. It's great. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah I, I'm out of here. Yeah. And Watt wanted to stay with the team. Don't do it. But Ron Moore's like, it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Why is it too late? He brought you two cups. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Right, anyway, Anyway. All right. So, yeah,
2: he's the Islanders coach. <laughs> well, Are break- they good enough to get into the playoffs or no? Yes. Okay. And, and I, you know, Patrick is a fiery guy. Yep. He'll bring a lot of emotion and and fire behind that bench. Oh, yeah. S- see, how, uh, see how that works. Maybe... The tree needs to be shaken over there, and maybe he's the right
0: one to do it. Now, I wanted to ask you this question specifically. He, We know that um, those hard-ass coaches don't play well in today's league, but he's a guy that's known for being a bit of a hard-ass coach. Yes. But also, his resume is like second to none. Well, not really for coaching. Right, he had but, one stint in Colorado that was miserable. I get and he's it. He's got but, a memorial cup, but, but but those guys in the room don't think of oh, you didn't do that well in Colorado. They look at his multiple Stanley Cups and his plaque in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's what they respect, without right a doubt. That's but that's what I'm saying. Like he gets more leash for being. Uh, th- essentially, I'm asking you, would he get more leash by being a hard ass just because of his sterling resume as a player? A million
2: percent, a hundred percent. Um, because he was a hard-nosed, passionate, fiery oh, yeah. player, he's won a Stanley Cup as a player, right? And that goes a long way too. If, if you want to be a bit of a jerk of a coach and say this and say that, you can always go back, well, you know what? I want two Stanley Cups and my coach was this. And he, you know I mean? Like, it's not a valid argument, but you really don't, you got to be careful how you want to get into that argument with, with a guy like Patrick Waugh that has the respect, that has the the championships yep. as a player, right? So say what you want about him, um he will have a bit more runway in terms of if the guys think he's uh, unreasonable. It's like, well, hey, get with it. Get on. One, you're either in or you're in the way, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I think he's got that stroke, and we'll see how, it, see how it works. out. I want to see him do well. I es- do. Especially with the veterans, right? Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, I think that this entire cutter Goche situation is kind of, it's, it's, an, uh, it's a microcosm of a bigger problem that we see with a lot of younger players. This is a guy who wouldn't talk to John LeClaire, Patrick Sharp. Some guys, it's not Patrick Waugh, but... John
0: Leclerc had a really good NHL career. Some very good careers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just Sharp's Stark, got a ring. Stanley it, Cup champions. A couple of rings. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I agree with the veterans when you walk in that room. Sorry, <laughs> I, just, I got something. <clears throat> <clears throat> and the Brock Nelsons <clears throat> and the Bo Horvats and Adam Pellix and all that type of thing. I completely agree. But when you're talking about some of the younger players, I just, I don't know if it holds up the same way that it should. Because I agree with you, yeah. but I just think that this is something that we've seen lately. Yeah, that yeah that's
0: a great point. Does start to
1: point. pop up every once in a while with some of these young prospects who, for the last since they were thirteen, have been told by their not player agent but their right. their family planner, or whatever you want to call the person who's not their agent but is affiliated yeah. with them at thirteen, that they're going to be a first round pick and they're going to play in the NHL. And by 20, they've been hearing that for seven years. And they're like, Patrick Long, Who? I've never seen you play. Get out of here. Right. You won a
0: cup like, you know, over 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Patrick Sharp, what do you know? It's only your fourth one. Right? Yeah. And yeah. It's like,
2: I don't agree with it, but it's it's out there. No. Uh, you're firing me up right now because that's actually, you're 100% right. And that make, it just infuriates me. Yep. And, and you know what? And, you know, all these, you know, pictures of kids signing contracts to go play, like, the level up, you know, and, and you see them everywhere. And it's like, it's exciting, don't get me wrong. Right, but just play the play the damn game, you know? Like yeah. it doesn't matter where you play in the national mm-hmm. hockey you're playing the, like you're playing the national hockey. If somebody came to you at, you know, fifteen years old and said, Hey, you want to play twenty years in the National Hockey League for Winnipeg? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, three years later, it's like you're at the top. It's like, well, I know I want to play in Los Angeles, you know, the You don't get options like that. But they do now.
1: To devil's advocate myself, if there's anyone who's going to select the right players that won't be like that,
2: it's Lou.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree that that mad is, hes a no nonsense. I just snuffed out
0: my own argument but, there. <laughs> but at the same time, um, but at the same time, uh, Lou hasn't done anything since the salary cap's been implemented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Devils got to that Flute Cup final, which yeah. they had no business being in during the salary cap era. But outside of that, Lou's done nothing in the cap era. Zero. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Like he's had a lot of struggles dealing with cap management. Well,
2: he, he, with that and probably egos he too. He's probably has a yeah. hard time.
0: Before we let Brent go, can I give him one quiz
1: real quick? Sure. Jonathan Quick turned thirty-eight. Uh, can you guess his stat line this year? He's played in 16 games so far. His career, he's got a 2.47 goals against and a 9.11 save percentage.
2: So, you want me to kind of guess where his GAA and, and save percentage is?
1: In 16 starts with the New York Rangers this year,
2: his goals against is under two. Okay, you're guessing. I mean, you're asking me to yeah, guess because yeah, right? yeah. I haven't looked. That's very good. That's very good. Okay, so what? It's like
1: 2.11. His numbers are 2.46 for his goals oh. against. Uh, and a nine thirteen save percentage no, two four six is good. In That's a game. very good. It is. It's yeah. actually both are better than his career numbers, and they would be his best years since seventeen eighteen. And That's, he's thirty eight years old.
2: He got quite a quite a welcome in L A. over the weekend. Hey, you see him? They had uh, his teammates too on the jumbotron talking about you know what he meant to the club and all his accomplishments and how much he's missed. And like he's 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 in the net, and you can tell he's like, come on, don't you know this is a, this is a trap. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta. Pl- I, I'm playing a game tonight against the LA Kings. I want to play well. Don't make me sad. You know, don't tug on my heartstrings. You know, I love it here. I'm always a king. You know, with all that kind of stuff. But I thought it was pretty cool. He's and he's a goalie too. That he has his own style, right? Like, the
1: athleticism. Oh
2: man, that's you,
1: why I'm surprised he's still playing like
0: this at 38. Well, that's he, my general point here.
2: Like he's got somebody else's groin in his body because yeah. he's ripped it <laughs> off
0: twice. You know, like the Tommy John surgery of groins. Yes. <laughs> Like, such a thing, did <laughs> it take a part of the glute and move it in there? We can that build that you a new groin, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? We have the technology,
2: and then they have Shusterkin in that, too. It's like, hey, you know what? When you know, we're struggles or something's going on, like, hey, well, we got two unbelievable goaltenders, uh,
0: we really do got to run, yeah. But, um, I wanted to bring this up because <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in you. Oh, uh, it's, oh get in line. The, what's I'm, <laughs> this? I'm, I'm
2: good at disappointing people. What's up? Uh, you still owe Maddie Rose a poem, <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about because you just remembered it now. That's exactly why you're calling me out. I forget just as much too. It's London Meyer. I don't have okay. a reminder.
0: So you're here on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, you need to own up to your losing uh, <laughs> the sum of all flames to Matt Rose, and you have to write a poem about him. I can see the disappointment. I'm
2: expecting in your eyes. this on Wednesday. Yeah, you're talking to me in a very uh, 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 he, he, in, in a condescending. Tone. It feels no, no, like no, you, yeah, it feels like you're being reprimanded. I'm a little curt with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit yeah. of a call from yeah. HR kind of yeah. vibe to this one. Yeah. yeah. I could talk to you for a second. You're yeah. Busy.
1: Yeah, can you just stop by the office after yeah. the show?
2: Yeah, no, I can't. Oh, you're actually going hey, you to? No, you have story. to. Hey, yeah.
0: You know, it's really fun after the show what? when your boss goes, "Hey, can you come over here?" And there's an HR person. Sitting there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what this is about. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. I guess I'm not working tomorrow. Why don't you come into the boardroom with 30 seats? It's just yeah. you and me. We're yeah. just gonna have a conversation. No, the HR here. person's there. Oh, of course. And they're like, "Just sign this." <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. <laughs> we think you're a great person. All right, uh, great job, Kron. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you Wednesday, and uh, you'll have a poem ready for uh, Matt Rose. Yeah. And You know what we're doing Friday?
2: Oh, the hot wing thing.
0: Yeah. Flames yeah. hot seat back Friday. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be on film this time. Whoop whoop. Yeah, we're gonna tape it, I guess. Or it wants to tape it. <laughs>
2: Tape it. Eh? Tape it. Yeah. Every, yeah. Every, it's a visual a cam component. Cam you got to <laughs> get it.
0: It's true. It's, people want to see your face. You're shaking your go head. <laughs> red, but, no, I'm but, not. Well, no, well, but people want to see Kron's beat red face yeah, when he tries something my hot. My furnace face. Yeah, we i falling sort of behind.
1: We need to have more video components. It's true. More YouTube, more Instagram,
2: and
0: Tic Tac. T- nah,
2: nah. do, you, do you need me to bring in my old JVC Handicap. handheld with a tripod? Well, if he has a tripod, yes. I should bring it. stays steady. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: Nice, nice, nice. You know, static shot. Yep. Yeah. I took that in school. I can do that.
2: A white balance. Yeah, white balance it. Yeah. yeah, no problem.
0: Don't use the auto zoom. Just zoom in the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. That's Brent Cron, Big Show Flames Analyst, the Solution uh, Snake, aka the Solution Cobra. <laughs> Courtesy of All Kind Door Services, your one stop <laughs> shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Charles Davis next. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.